It's now or never for the Yankees right now. And by the looks of it, it seems like never. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. For parts that fit, check out eBay Guaranteed Fit at ebaymotors.com. Available to U.S. customers on eligible items only and exclusions apply. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve. Yeah. It just uh, keeps going downhill, right? Like it's just every moment just keeps getting lower and lower. We're here to vent. Oh. Welcome back to uh, Locked On Therapy Sessions. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining the show here today. And uh, thank you to all our new subscribers that joined after yesterday's episode. Hey, we have a preview of game three against the Halos, a game in which I will be at. Already got my tickets. Thank you, game time. Uh, we also need to talk about some injuries. We didn't have a chance to talk about the Josh Donaldson news yesterday, so we're going to talk about that and give you some other injury updates to some prominent Yankees. We also have a rumor buzzing around, so we need to talk about that. That's coming up a little bit later. Stacy first. <sighs> I mean, the two hits. At least I there, got there's two. A lot of, there, there's a lot of things on my mind. Domingo Herman, mm. look, you don't need him to be incredible. No. He wasn't incredible. He no. had an uneven performance. There were times in the game last night where his changeup and curveball were the perfect game levels. Right. Like it, it really was working. Uh, he, you could tell he did not like his fastball last night. Higgy was not throwing it down for him. Uh, he, when he threw it, I mean, he tried to sneak that fastball into Moniac in the first inning. That ended up being the two-run shot, mm. uh, which obviously would have been enough in, in a game where you score one run. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was – and it was really working early in the game. In the second inning, he really started throwing it. In the third inning, he completely forgot about his fastball um, until he got Moniac and then threw that wild pitch on – a fastball. Uh, mm. I mean, but to go bases loaded with no outs and only get one run. I mean, that you're it's looking for signs of encouragement. Like you, the, <laughs> these are the moments you're looking at Domingo Herman and going, okay, these are good moments. Yes. Cause that could have been a complete and total disaster. I mean, there were other things about the game that were a disaster, but that situation, yes. Coming out with just giving up one, I'll take it. Yeah, and again, it's on the fastball. The, what he, again, just like wasn't even throwing. Like he just completely abandoned it, uh, which I think was probably the right move. Yes, yes. He, he got charged with five runs, and it wasn't great. Kind of fell apart at the end there. I did want to talk about Higgy a little bit um, in comparison to Trevino, who started last uh, the night before, game one. I, I did like what Higgy was doing back there. Higgy was calling the game, and I really – liked his pitch sequencing, especially, you know, there had to have been conversations between him and Herman about that changeup and about that curveball. And those are so crucial for him because that fastball is up, that fastball up to Moniac obviously turns into that homer. But his other pitches that curveball, that changeup were down eighty percent of the time last night, right? Mm -hmm. Like again, you're looking for signs of life from Domingo Herman on a consistent basis. Yes, it was uneven, but I don't know what you saw, but that's that's what I saw. Yeah. I would say the same thing because it was very strange to see. I mean, I, and I guess that happens to a pitcher sometimes where one of your pitches just does not work. And um, 
I'm glad that they didn't keep trying too much to go to it, you know, because sometimes you see pitchers try to work through things in a start and they just, for some reason, the catcher throws the pitch that you don't feel like as a fan, you're like, no, don't throw that. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> don't throw that. Stop throwing it. It's not working. Um, but yeah, those two pitches really worked for him. Um, and maybe it'll get to the point where, you know, because not every pitcher throws their fastball the most. But, you know, you have some guys that throw their what you consider kind of a secondary pitches more because they work better. And if he can get that to where he really fools the batters and uses those two pitches as opposed to his fastball, maybe he could do a little better, like from the jump where he knows. Like, do they know? I mean, I don't even know because I've never pitched. I wouldn't know. I mean, would they know in the bullpen beforehand that the fastball was just not <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, in theory, in theory, like you come out of your bullpen knowing what's working and what's not working that day to a degree. But there is a difference when you step off the pen mound versus onto the game mound. There and is. I mean, there's guys there. that yeah. yeah, there guys talk about that all the time. We're like, well, my curveball wasn't working at all in my bullpen session yesterday and you know two days ago and I was throwing my pen and it wasn't working when I was warming up but then I threw it a couple of times in the second inning and all of a sudden it started working so yes that definitely does happen um, and then just one more quick note on the change up here for him too Stace I, I don't understand I, I was praising Higgy I don't get why the Yankees these last two games are hell-bent on pitching Shohei Otani away yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. If you have hard breaking stuff, which we just detailed, the curveball was breaking hard, the change was dropping. If you have that and it's working down because Domingo Herman works down, why aren't you throwing it into Shohei? I yeah. don't get it. I don't get it because Herman first AB versus Shohei worked great. And what did he do? He stayed down and in. Then he walks him after a long fought battle. And then in the fifth inning, they try to go outside with it again. That change up leaks back over the plate and smack triple. So yeah. like, I, I just don't. I don't know. I don't get what the, the thinking is there. Um, nice to see Glaber with another homer. Um, he's still he's swinging basically it well. the only guy. He's basically the only yeah. one hitting. It's just the, the lack of life tonight, right? You could see the hangover. You could see the hangover. Uh, oh, yeah. The sixth inning, I think, was kind of the, the final nail. Stanton <laughs> reaches on that air, that throwing air from Zach Neto. Mm -hmm. That is the moment in the game where you have to take advantage. That's the moment in where good teams take advantage. And yeah. then Rizzo rolls into a double play. And they probably would have taken advantage in April when Rizzo was on fire. But July, June, May, June, July, Rizzo, you know, grounds into a double play. Yeah, it's it's disheartening. And you could tell the team was lifeless and, again, hung over. Felt like hung over after that tough, gut-wrenching loss on Monday after a gut-wrenching gut loss on Sunday. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, at least tonight wasn't gut-wrenching. It was just horrible listless. for fans to watch them be so listless but now they have to try and come out tomorrow or today and not <laughs> um get swept <laughs> actually it is technically today it's after midnight while we're posting this, or recording this um <laughs> 
I wasn't expecting them to sweep the Angels. I was kind of hoping for two out of three, but I re- if they get swept, just blow the team up at this point. <laughs> I, I really, I, I'm just, I'm tired. I, I'm, you know, I, I can't. It's just, it's horrible watching this team. I just don't like it anymore. You know, like give me something to root for. I can't even root for anything right now. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm, I'm like rooting for Oswald, obviously. Like, I mean, he had a rough night. Uh, Volpe's had a tough series. Uh, he was one of the only ones that got a hit, though. He did yeah, have a single there. He got the second hit. The Yay. He, he knocked out Patrick Sandoval, who was almost the opposite of Herman. Sandoval was totally all over the place for her first few innings, right? He was everywhere. That curveball wasn't biting at all. His changeup was all over the place. His fastball, he couldn't figure out. Uh, but then he started to get it back under control, and that's when the Yankees essentially fell flat. So if they didn't take advantage early on, I would have liked a couple of deeper at-bats. That first at-bat from Oswald to lead off the game, I didn't love that at-bat. He's swinging early and kind of expanding the zone a little bit. So there's a lot of moments in this one where you're just like, it's just the from the get-go, it just didn't feel right. And it's just yeah. one of those games for the Yankees. And uh, we're saying that a lot these days, huh? Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, even even the Glaber home run, like, yeah, great. But <laughs> I just thought to myself, this is probably going to be the only run they score. <laughs> it just hey. felt like that kind of a night. Stace, we try to be positive here. I try. I mean, you know, I was pretty positive – and you can attest to it when, you know, the Rays were way ahead and I was like, no, you know, you got to give them time and it'll be okay. And this and that, like, I wasn't anticipating the judge injury. Um, no one was. I wasn't anticipating this team falling apart just from losing Aaron Judge because there's no reason for this team to be this bad. There really isn't. There are guys on this team who can actually hit and they're just not hitting. And I don't understand why that's happening. Like, I don't understand why someone can't light a fire under their butt. And I don't know what's going to what it's going to take to make that happen, because uh, changing hitting coaches didn't help. So what's going to do it? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it didn't help uh, last night. Um, I will say Albert Abreu looked real good out of the pen. Yes. Two innings, uh, one hit, and and four Ks. He looked really, really nice. That fastball dialed up. He's had a, a couple of days off, so I think that kind of helped him out. And uh, I really liked what I saw at Albert Abreu. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. um, Abreu is kind of one of those guys that is iffy, um, and you almost don't know what to expect from him sometimes. So that was – there's a positive. He looked good. See? We give you that here. That's what you come here for, and that's why you hit that subscribe button, right? Um <laughs> Again, thanks for checking us out here today. We have plenty more coming up on today's show. You can drop your questions for Fan Mail Friday. Of course, the Yankees have an off day on Thursday, so we're going to get to a bunch of your questions on a Friday show before the Royals series over the weekend. You can skip that Fan Mail Friday line and guarantee answers to your question with subtext. Episode description has all the information. One-on-one text conversations with Stacy and myself. We give you in-game information. We give you rehab updates. A bunch of great stuff over there. So there's a 14-day free trial. Check that out. Coming up, we have some injury news for you. A conversation about Josh Donaldson. And are the Yankees going to sign a pitcher here in the coming days? We're going to break it down for you. This episode is brought to you by Dave. Look, we've all had times where money's been a little tight, especially these days with the price of everything going up. When it comes to those moments, Dave is here to help. 
Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less, and there's no credit check, there's no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Uh, advance the money you need with no interest, and then you settle up later. Dave is available both on Android and iOS, and it can really help you out if you're in a pinch or if you just need a little extra cash to tie you over until your next paycheck, which we all know about that. Download Dave today at dave.com slash MLB. That's dave.com slash MLB. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check and no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash MLB. MLB. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve, and it's a member of FDIC. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, everydayers out there, coming up on tomorrow's show, there was an interesting article in The Athletic by Brendan Cuddy that we wanted to break down and offer a little bit more insight to can there be a savior within the Yankees organization? We're going to talk about that on tomorrow's show. So to make sure to hit that subscribe button, if you so please. You can catch the Angel series and catch the finale. Of course, a 7 p.m. game, 4 o'clock West Coast. I'll be out at the game. But you can throw in those headphones and listen to Sirius XM with John Sterling and Susan. Stacy, rough news here that we couldn't get to because of that wacky, wild Monday game. Yeah. Josh Donaldson, uh, the... MRI came back on the right calf. They had two different doctors look at it, and they have come to the consensus it's at least a grade two plus strain, mm -hmm. possibly a grade three strain, which if it is a grade three strain, then they would consider that a tear, mm -hmm. which in mid-July, near late yeah. July, that's season ending. And yeah. given the context of Josh Donaldson's comments earlier in the year, potentially career ending. Which yeah. is heartbreaking. It's it's such a bummer. That's a bummer. And um, is it is that the same calf that he had history with? Because he had calf issues when he was with, I believe, Toronto. Um, and yeah, and he's had like him this year too, right? Yeah, the same yeah. thing. That was that was what sidelined him back in April. And that's it, it's. I'm not gonna say it's funny. It's that's what I was worried about when they got him last season because I thought about his injury history with his legs and I thought what are they doing getting this guy and he was relatively healthy all of 2022 he just had issues at the plate he was great defensively he moved like you know he's 37 at the time he was moving like he was 27 making all these great plays and stuff and that was my worry and it happened this year and that's just really sad I feel bad for him because like you said he did make comments alluding to the fact that this could be his last season and that's just a really that's a sad way to go out yeah, you never want to see that for any player go down that way. It's just, uh, it, it, I mean, I don't even know what to say about it because it's just so it's gut wrenching. And and look, we we know the struggles have been there. Like, we're not going to bash a guy because of it. That's not what we do here on this show. So it's just I hope the best for him. I hope it's closer to the grade two side. I'm not an. I'm not anticipating him coming back this season. If I had to venture a guess, just considering how long that would take to feel right enough, then to go to rehab and then to play. I mean, that's like, we're talking September, you yeah. know? And at, and at that, that point, point, what are we doing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just, I don't know, man. I, I, I hope he takes the time to make the best decision for his career 
and his personal life uh, to venture if it's worth it. Because, I mean, at this point, we were already talking about Donaldson in the future, even if this injury hadn't happened, of him potentially having to go on find a minor league deal somewhere next season. Right. Um, kind of like Seve, where we're going, like, does he have to find a minor league deal or does he, you know, minor league plus invite type of stuff? And um, I don't know. I mean, at his age and, you know, the body at the point it's at and the last two seasons, is, is he thinking, is it worth it? Or right. should I just ride off into the sunset, get my $6 million buyout and, yeah. and call it a day? So mm -hmm. hopefully he's, he's, I hope he's in good spirits at least because um, that's, that's just tough news. Um, other injury updates, Stace, uh, Greg Allen is now in scranton Wilkesbury. He got transferred from uh, Tampa, played a couple of games at Tampa. It was looking pretty good, scored four runs in two games, went three for six with the Tarpons, and then started with the Rail Riders uh, last night. Aaron Judge uh, is taking BP the last couple of days and by all accounts is like crushing, like crushing yeah. the ball. So yeah. we'll he did see. some uh, defensive work too in the field today. Uh, on a Tuesday night out in Anaheim. Yeah. Like he was just like catching stuff. He wasn't really going too crazy, but you know, it's yeah. better than nothing. And it's no pain, which right. is huge. He feels like he's swinging just like a hundred percent, which is amazing. Um, they're still anticipating me potentially August here. So I don't think they're going to rush it. It doesn't well, seem like, I mean, it's only like, what is it? August is only what? 12 weeks, yeah. days away. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not that um, far. And they don't know if they're going to do rehab. They're, they haven't decided that, so he could just straight up return to the lineup. Uh, mm -hmm. Nestor threw live BP to Judge on Monday through 35 pitches, um, and the next thing he's going to do is a rehab outing. So that's great. And they're saying hoping for an August 1 return, which would be two turns through rotation uh, anticipated. Remember, I had earmarked maybe three. Yeah, I was hope maybe hoping for three because of the injury he's dealing with. If they want to rush him, it seems. I mean, maybe two isn't rushing, but in my head, it's kind of rushing. They're also desperate at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. They're just <laughs> trying to save the season. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Loisega, by the way, who we haven't talked about at all. He threw on the mound last week. Uh, that's huge. And he's close to live batting practice. So he might not be too far off either. Yeah, because I, I, we, we had mentioned him, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And I joked about how I completely forgot about him. And I felt really <laughs> bad about that. Uh, um, yeah. Because, I mean, there's so many bullpen guys and so many injuries. And then, oh, yeah, that's right. Jonathan Lewisica could come back. And that could be a really big boost if he comes back and does well. That could be a boost, especially with a struggling uh, bullpen right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think it's that close. Right. Um, but we'll see how, how fast he progresses. I imagine he has to throw some some pens, uh, live BP, more live BP, and then have to get into a couple of games. Uh, Stacy, he may not be the only boost potentially here for the Yankees. There was a trade rumor swirling uh, around, or maybe not a trade rumor, but a rumor swirling around that the Yankees might be considering signing red-handed pitcher Casey Lawrence. Uh, Casey Lawrence was granted uh, a release recently from the Toronto Blue Jays. And apparently the Cardinals and the Yankees are interested in him. He would be a depth signing. He is a much older right-handed pitcher. He's a starter. And I got to watch him a couple of times last season in the International League. I was pretty impressed with him, again, considering his age. He was 36 last year, now 37. Uh, he, I, he was a Toronto organizational all-star last year and was one of the better pitchers in the International League. I mean, he was up there. Weirdly enough, numbers-wise, with guys like Grayson Rodriguez last season. Um, and full disclosure, I voted for Casey Lawrence for 
the all-star team uh, last year. That's how good he was. His numbers weren't aren't as good this season, but I, I would like this move if the Yankees end up going after Casey Lawrence because um, it, it would just be a great depth piece. Uh, it would be a great long reliever if kind they like needed a the show. Yes, it would <laughs> yeah. essentially be like a, a Ryan Weber replacement. Uh, yeah. who we're not anticipating really back this season uh, yeah. because of his you know, experimental elbow stuff that he's going through. So, yeah, I, I do think this is interesting. Casey Lawrence, at least against the Rail Riders last season, pitched well. Uh, when I saw him, I was like, well, dang, I don't want to face Casey Lawrence again. Uh, and he pitched I'm, well against I'm, them this year as well. I'm kind of surprised the Cardinals are in because the Cardinals aren't doing anything at well, all. Well, if they're trading away starting pitching. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess, right, to have someone <laughs> – if they're getting rid of Flaherty place. and potentially Montgomery, they're like, hey, we need guys to throw some innings. Uh, yeah, so we'll that's see. true. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I think it would be a good signing. I think it would be a minor league deal, obviously. Uh, I don't think anybody would be moved out of the pen, move him down, and then throw him in. But, uh, yeah, just keep your eye out for Casey Lawrence. It's a rumor at this point, but uh, I figured not a lot of other people are going to be covering this one. So I was like, hey, this is interesting. And uh, I got to watch him a lot last year. So mm -hmm. um, I think – We'll find out more in about a week about where the Yankees stand about the trade deadline. Will they be buyers? Will they be sellers? And as a matter of fact, hit that subscribe button because we are going to be having a deep conversation about that. Come next week. We're anticipating what? What were we talking about? Thursday? Somewhere around there? So. Yeah. After, after the Mets series. Yeah. Uh, so keep your eye out for that. We'll have a more in-depth conversation revisiting that because at that point, we'll be like a week or so from the deadline. So here we go. Saddle up, folks. This is the big stretch. Uh, we're going to step aside. We have a preview of Game 3, the finale. Can the Yankees avoid a sweep against the Angels? Our new sponsor is Sleeper, a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports, it's about building personal connections and lasting memories. With Sleeper, predict the hottest baseball stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and much more to cash in on your daily fantasy baseball skills. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy, and you can find me on Sleeper at Stayspace826. By the way, that's my birthday if you want to get me something feel free. Download Sleeper in your app store and use promo code locked on and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. And you can see Sleeper's terms of use for details. It's currently operational in over 30 states. So check out Sleeper today. Back here on Locked On Yankees, our final segment of this Wednesday edition of the show. Hey, you can catch the series and catch the finale. 7 p.m. first pitch in Anaheim on Sirius XM with John and Susan. Stacy, Yankees Angels finale here. We we were talking about game two being a pretty crucial game. <laughs> yeah. And boy, they didn't show up, did they? Nope. Game three, same crucial aspect in your mind? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they feel it's crucial because with the way they played on Tuesday, it didn't look like it. But uh, yes, you don't want to be you don't want to lose two out of three to the Rockies and get swept by the Angels. That's a terrible road trip. Just an absolute. I mean, it's already bad losing two out of three to both teams, but 
that's just terrible. Um, and they will have a very long flight from Anaheim to New York to think about how bad they were if they get swept. And they'll probably still think about how bad they were just thinking about the games these past few days, because that is not the way you need to come out of the all-star break. It's just terrible. <laughs> yeah, one and five versus two and four is a massive difference. Yeah, um, I mean, they're both bad, but oof, one and five is so much worse. So much worse, so much worse. Uh, Carlos Rodon set to go last time out five innings four hits four earned a pair of walks and six strikeouts Stacy I think the big thing for me for Rodon today is taking the good aspects did I say Domingo Herman or did I say Rodon my brain oh my. just skipped a beat let me start I again. don't even know if you yeah <laughs> because I'm about to make a point about Domingo Herman yeah they rhyme weirdly enough we just learned that right now yeah Carlos Rodon I think the big thing about Carlos Rodon is picking up on the good stuff about Domingo Herman's outing, which okay. is keeping the ball down against the Angels. That was working. The off-speed stuff down. And I think just picking up there and finding the consistency, which, of course, with just a couple of starts in the majors this year, you're not anticipating seeing a bunch of because he's yeah. still figuring it out and getting back in the groove. Yeah. But I think finding the consistency is going to be so key for him because we saw what happened when – Herman was inconsistent with his pitches, both in and out of the strike zone last night. Yeah. I mean, from a fan perspective, I think most of the numbers from his last outing, like, you know, four hits, the two walks, six strikeouts, great. Four earned runs, maybe not. If he could have a similar line, and I was going to say maybe only give up two earned runs, but with the way the offense is, one would be better. But even then, that might not even work. But if he could last a little longer... And, you know, have similar numbers to the last outing, that would be a good step in the right direction. You know, I just realized, I just remembered my uh, bold prediction for game two. That's coming up on tomorrow's show. Uh, make sure to check that out because, boy, it was bad. Uh, but, Stacy, I think the Yankees have a decent chance to win the finale the Yang Angels, as of this recording, still have yet to name their starter, anticipating potentially Chase Silseth getting the call. Silseth currently in, uh, almost at Scranton Wilkesbury, in Salt Lake City uh, with the Angels AAA affiliates. So he might be getting the call here to get the start. The Angels uh, have had an influx. Remember, they have the six man rotation because of Shohei. So uh, they've had an influx six man spot all year with injuries and the like. And, uh, you know, it had been Jaime Berea for a time. It's been Jose Suarez. It's been everybody under the sun. So uh, we might see Chase Silset. That's what I'm anticipating. Silset's been up and down this year and has been unable to stick and has been inconsistent. We're talking about consistencies here. Um, and he has been inconsistent. So I think they have a decent shot uh, of trying to get out of Angel Stadium with something. Uh, it's going to be tough to hit, though. 4 p.m. start in Anaheim with the shadows creeping over. They hang around for a couple of innings, and it definitely makes things tougher. That's for certain. And it's supposed to be another 90-degree day, so it's going to be nice and toasty out at the ballpark again. I don't know. Chase Silseth, if it's you, congrats. You're going to have a great start. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. We are the beacon of hope of Yankees podcast, Stacey. That's what we're here to do. I'm, uh, I'm telling you, this team has just beaten me down. Ugh. I know. I know. I could see it. I could see it. I'm here to lift <laughs> your spirits back up. Hey, uh, drop your questions for Fan Mail Friday down below here on the YouTube side. Again, uh, off day for Thursday. Yankees traveling back home to see the Royals here over the weekend. Uh, so we'll have a bigger 
Fan Mail Friday episode for you guys. So make sure to get those questions. All you got to do is hit the reply button to that pinned comment down below. And to guarantee answers to your question, whether it be a text or on the show itself, you can join our subtext. It's a great time. Stacy and I are texting all the time to you guys. So make sure to check that out. There's a free 14-day trial. And if you like it, stick around. It's cool. We have a whole bunch of fun and uh, we get to meet some of you guys. So it's pretty chill. Uh, again, episode description has the link to that. Coming up on tomorrow's show, as a reminder, are there any internal moves that the Yankees can make to save the season? Is there guys in AAA? Do they get greedy and go to AA? We're going to talk about that on tomorrow's show. So make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss it. That's going to do it for today's Locked on Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.